Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back into another edition of College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you. Sorry we missed you last week. Our, our plates were sort of full, Brentley. We were both up in Augusta for the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And it didn't quite feel right. And quite honestly, not a lot of time uh, <laughs> for us to really get into it. So we thought we'd sort of double dip here on the uh, eve of the Masters late Wednesday night. But nine o'clock which is late for old men like us and uh you've got a true fortnight up in augusta i'm back home for a few days before heading out to pasta tiempo on the weekend for the western intercollegiate which gets going uh, on our air monday so uh live golf will continue but um we jump right into it augusta national women's amateur year four clinical first two rounds by Rose Zhang at Champions Retreat, 66-65. Tournament record, both days for 18 holes. Uh, Five-shot lead over Andrea Lignell. But then there's that transition day. Everyone gets to play a practice round at Augusta National. Tee times bumped up because of weather. Three-hour, 21-minute delay. And it might have been the best thing that ever happened to Rose Zhang because her indifferent track record at Augusta National continued and even after the rain delay it didn't stop she ends up shooting 76 but somehow found a way she told uh, told chairman fred ridley in the in butler cabin she made an adjustment she started messing around with her grip a little bit to find something what 19 year old has the wherewithal to realize that something's amiss and i'm going to start tinkering now tinkering for the top ranked amateur in the world for the last 134 weeks different than you and uh and and i but man oh man what a show what a week and um you know she's she's won them all is all i can say well burko uh great to great to hear your voice again yeah there's there's worse places to be stuck than augusta georgia during the masters so no one is feeling sorry for me i do miss my baby but uh it'll be a few more days but i i couldn't help but think uh that we Probably lucked out not doing a pod last week because could you imagine if we recorded Wednesday night? That just knowing what we know now versus what we would have known then. I mean, we would have probably been calling it early. We would have been saying 100% chance Roseang wins. She's going to win by 12, 15, 20. Um, I'm glad that that we didn't didn't do a pod. Do you agree? Yes, we would have been more foolish than we <laughs> normally are. Uh, we both unequivocally would have said she's going to win. If you told me her lead was going to be gone playing the last couple of holes, 
Uh, I would not have believed it. Andrea Lignell uh, re-overthrew the first two. She battled back nicely. But it was the fifth-year senior from Georgia, Jenny Bay, who a year ago was going to turn pro if she made it past the second stage of Q School in the Q Series and then had a change of heart in the summer and came back to Athens for two reasons, to try to win a national championship. We'll find out in six weeks if she can do that. Uh, and then to try to win the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And I won't lie, when she birdied 17 and Rose missed the putt on 16, I thought she was going to do it. Yeah, no, I, I did too, especially when you get in that playoff and you're Rosang and you just saw a five-shot lead evaporate and just 18 holes and hit the shot in the water on 15. I I, I don't think we, we were the only ones that – were shocked at, at that point. And I think Rose Zhang herself was a little shell shocked, even though she might not admit that. Um, so I, I fully expected Jenny Bay to really give her a run for her money. And uh, talking to Josh Brewer afterwards, I mean, she gave herself a chance to win on that first playoff hole. I mean, she barely misses that putt and that would have been the upset of the century. And I, I remember talking to uh, a certain player who was going out in the final round right before Rose. And I said, uh, percentage chance that uh, that Rose wins, and the player said 100. Um, so she ended up getting it done. It wasn't pretty, but I can't help but go back to a little bit ago, Burko, when you were talking about how during the uh, weather delay she made an adjustment with, with her swing. And I remember a couple of days before that talking to Brooke Say, one of her Stanford teammates, and she shared with me the fact that out of all the players she's ever been around, Rose just has that uncanny ability to diagnose things that are wrong with her swing or other swings. I mean, she can stand on the range, Brooke was saying, and look at another player and say, all right, that's that's off with your setup. And Rose is so committed to keeping things simple, focusing only on the fundamentals and Rose herself was saying a couple of days before the final round on Wednesday that she has certain triggers with her swing um, that she can she can point out. She knows what to fix. Uh, she knows what to do when the ball flight's going a certain way. Um, and so I, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, was on live from during the weather delay on Saturday. And I made kind of a bold prediction that I thought we were going to see her come out and do something much like Hideki did a couple years ago in that third round where I think he shot like six under over the last five holes or six holes or something like that. Um, so I, I, she, Rose didn't do that. She made things very interesting. But at the end of the, uh, of the day, I mean, she did what she set out to do. I think you would agree with me. She's accomplished everything there is now. I mean, it's the, that new age grand slam of am women's amateur golf with the U.S. Women's Am, the girls' junior NCAA individual, and now the Gus National Women's Amateur. Um, there's nothing left to prove. And I think by all indication, um, we, we only have a couple months left of her as a college golfer. I think that's deserved. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if she can go out now and, and uh, help Stanford sweep the titles at Greyhawk again. Yeah, the the great ones find a way to play well to win when they don't have their best stuff. She clearly did not have her best stuff on Saturday, and that's not a knock on anyone else. 
but you, you, you said it, the ability to self-correct, self-diagnose in the middle of a round, I am certain all the greats do it. But I think about Jack and Tiger vividly discussing in times in a round when, when they know exactly what's going on. I mean, that was the MO of Jack Grout and, and Jack Nicholas back in the day. Oh, you're you giving own, a Jack Grout reference. Well, yeah. but you, you own your swing. You, I mean, yeah. I remember Jack Nicholas was asked in recent years when you see all these teams and coaches and everyone on the range and he laughed. He said, I'm not sure Jack Grout ever went to a golf tournament I was at. Or if he did, he was gone within a day. You know, it, it's obviously a different era, but he's like, his job was to prepare me for anything that's going to happen. What coach... What instructor, what guru, what sports psychologist is going <laughs> to is, is help you out there? So uh, she's as good as I've ever seen. She's an absolute delight. Um, you know, there was questions she shared with uh, the media Thursday uh, after the second round of Champions Retreat that she was going to go to an Augusta National Golf Club caddy. And a couple hours later, I'm at dinner, she texts me and said, hey, I wanted to let you know I've made a change i'm i'm gonna have my dad on the bag so she Good owes me decision. nothing um she I'm won putting you on the spot i know yeah she won it, she okay. won um hey you know what they know their dynamic better than anyone else uh and there was some uh, moments out there where there were conversations and you're like hmm i'm not sure about this i'll be completely honest but um Enjoy yeah, 15, it, soak it in. 15 yes. being one, where Rose actually admitted in her winner's press conference that she wanted to lay up. Her dad wanted her to go for it, and she ultimately was talked into going for it. Didn't turn out too well, but again, I, I, I agree with you. There's, there were so many people criticizing that move. Um, who knows? I mean, who knows? If she would have taken Augusta National Caddy, maybe she does come back to the field, and then she's not comfortable. I, I think her dad may have had a positive impact especially once she got in, got into the playoff um just because it's so important to feel as comfortable as possible and you know rose was rattled and uh, i i think having henry on the bag late for as much as it may have been a disadvantage on the greens and throughout the round i think at the end of the day you're right she won and i i, I think her dad had a lot to do with keeping her comfortable and calm uh at, at the very end of that yeah, year four, again, an absolute treat at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. You uh, threw out a question in our, in our rundown getting ready for tonight's show. Is it the best event in women's amateur golf? Uh, one of two. Obviously, the U.S. Women's Amateur has over a century of tradition and history, uh, and it's a different animal. Obviously, it goes all around the country, match play, et cetera. Um, but, but you said it in the beginning, Augusta in April, it, it, it's something to behold. And you consider the fact that Jennifer Cupcho is now a major champ on the LPGA tour, Subasa Kajitani representing the global aspect uh, of the game, Rosang, the very best amateur in the world. And then a year ago, the 16 year old Anna Davis, it's, there's something about that place that's so special that identifies maybe the highlight of an individual's career or maybe a springboard or for Rose an exclamation point. I think we all feel 
somewhat certain that in six, seven weeks, that will be the end of it. And Rose likely will turn professional. So I'm going to soak it all in. Um, always great to work with you. Always great to be there. And, um, you know, it's Augusta. Now the women get uh, a chance to take center stage. So it's a lot of fun. The women also going to take center stage in college as we sort of pivot back. I got a spicy take real quick. Virgo. Give me a spicy take. The, the, the Augusta National Women's Amateur or ANWA. We're not on live television anymore. I, I can abbreviate on, on the podcast medium. It's surpassed the U.S. Women's Am uh, for me by a good bit. And nothing against the USGA. I cover every U.S. amateur. Uh, I, I, I love that organization. Um, but it, to me, it comes down to look at, the, look at last year and look at the last few years at the U.S. Women's Amateur. The top players don't all play it. It's not a priority for them. And it saddens me because I think that they should absolutely play that tournament. Um, but they're not right now. And so that's why for me, when you look at the field list for ANWA and the fact that almost every eligible player in the top 50 who was invited to play accepted that invitation. And you have players who like a Jenny Bay, who I believe that this tournament was the reason that one of the reasons why they came back and could have been a deciding factor, um, that all of that considered, I, I think this tournament is number one and it's not in the close. So spicy take. I like bit. it. I, I like it. And Chairman Fred Ridley uh, saying earlier today, the women's NCAA individual champ will automatically have a spot uh, at Augusta next year. Same for the men, as we sort of saw with Gordon Sargent. We were all hopeful that this might become a, a yearly thing. And that news coming out today. But with the women, conference championships are around the corner. I'm going to start with the Big Ten because Northwestern went out west, Silverado, Napa, California, and they lapped the field, although I saw it was only seven or eight at the end after playing poorly today. I, I sent a text to someone that follows it like us. I said, if things don't go how we think with Stanford going back to back, watch Northwestern. Whoa. I think they're that, I think they're that good from a standpoint of that second level team if you will maybe someone inside that top six eight ten in the country uh I, i'm i'm starting to watch and connect the dots i think to go out west to take down every pac-12 team basically other than stanford um, that says something to me yeah they've they've done it twice now too because a couple of weeks ago they went to papago and arizona state's event in the desert just down the street not well not really down the street from greyhawk but maybe 20 minutes down the road, a little bit south, and won that event too. Beat Oregon, beat, beat ASU, beat a lot of the same teams, USC, that they just beat again. And yep. so the, any team in the country can beat anyone on any given day. But to do this twice now in the span of two and a half, three weeks, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, especially because at the beginning of the season, I think we both may have tapped Michigan um, but losing Ashley Lau to the pros um, and not really having the depth to replace her. Um, this this has every makings of a route right now in the Big Ten. Northwestern's playing incredible golf. And I don't see, I mean, Ohio State could be a team that sneaks in there. Michigan State um, would certainly be a feel-good story. But let's go Let's go Northwestern by, by a lot. Oh, 
I like it. And then we go to the Pac-12 where I could throw four, five, six teams up in the air. And certain weeks, I think they are very, very good. Others, I have a lot of questions. You know, you could tell me Oregon. You could tell me USC. You could tell me Arizona State, UCLA, Stanford, obviously, the standard and the staple. Um, but I'm we, – we know they're good. I'm not backing off of that. Rachel Hex out. Brooks say has not been cleared to play for Stanford. So that's what I'm saying. There are questions, at least from my perspective, of can they just continue to roll along despite not having your second and third best player in the lineup? Yeah, and I, I've played Papago before. It's a, it's a nice little public track, but not anything too difficult. And for me, that that may be, may be a disadvantage for Roseng just because if you're her, you want to be on the most challenging, difficult golf course that you can because she's that much better than everyone else in every facet of the game. I, I think this, there's a chance for Stanford to get tripped up again. We saw Oregon do it last year. Um, surprisingly, Stanford has not won a Pac-12 title since, you want to guess, Burka? I'll say 18. 2014, before match play in the NCAAs. Uh, wow. It's it's been a long time, and I, I'm gonna go Stanford, um, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Oregon get it done. I wouldn't be shocked to see ASU just because their practice facility is, you know, a 45 second walk to the first tee at at Papago. Um, I th- there's an intriguing team to me. I think USC is a team that I was high on at the beginning of the year, but with the way Amari Avery has played at times, she's been really inconsistent. She's changed clubs. She just changed her golf ball. Um, she, she's going to need to step up and, and step up quickly. And we both know Amari. We know she has all the talent in the world. Um, but the onus is on her right now. And the onus is on her teammates as well. And and so I think USC could either, they could either win it or they could finish sixth or seventh. Um, so that's something to watch out for. But um I'll go Stanford. I, I, I know I just said they'd probably get tripped up, but I, I think it's going to be really close. And if not, then uh, I'll say ASU. Yeah. And again, I say question marks because I, I still want to say, are they the best team in the country? Absolutely. Uh, but you never know. You just sort of validated the fact that it's been almost a decade since they've won a conference title. Uh, ACC's, I guess the easy question is, can anyone beat Wake is the best way to say it. Yes, but I, I think it's one, maybe two teams. Um, I, I don't Virgin- know. Virginia? Virginia and Florida State. And I would put Florida State ahead of Virginia because Virginia, we've we've seen the inconsistency, especially in the final round of tournaments at the beginning of the spring. Uh, I, I do like their depth more than the, a team like Duke. Um, I, I just don't think they're very deep this year and their stars really haven't been um, firing on all cylinders. But um, I think everyone knows about Wake. We know on paper they're the best team, world amateur golf ranking. I think they still have three players in the top 30 or so. Um, but I'll, I'll, t- I'll say a couple things about Florida State. Um, they didn't look good at Moon Golf, um, but they've played very solid. They won their home event. Um, Lottie Wode is the real deal. They're freshmen. Uh, shot a, a crazy – I think she shot 65 or 66 the second day at champions retreat to make the cut to get inside that after a poor first day, she's won twice 
Charlotte Heath, Amelia Williamson bring a lot of experience. They're Curtis Cuppers. Um, Amy Bond's got a really good, really good group. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit to see them go toe to toe with Wake. Uh, but that being said, uh, if I was a betting man, you, you can't bet against Wake. I mean, they're the only team, uh, you know, in this conference to to beat Stanford head to head this year. I think that counts for something. And I, I, I think they're going to win. But uh, again, it's match play. So uh, if Florida State, anything could happen in match play. So uh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to go Florida State. I'm going to pick the upset. Let's jump to the SEC. Where are you leaning there? Because I've got something in mind, but I'm going to let you lead off. Where to begin? I mean, there are six, seven, eight teams. I mean, another match play format that decides the champion. Actually, you look back at the recent champions in this conference, and there hasn't been a repeat winner since I don't know when. I mean, LSU last year, Auburn, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Florida, Bama, A&M, Vanderbilt. I don't have it with me who won in 2013 but that just shows you how wide open this conference has been i know on the men's side we've had all 14 schools make regionals just a couple of seasons ago i I think you have to in terms of recency bias i i have to go with lsu um, just because they won the darius rucker um, arguably the biggest event of the spring that was on our air i'm not so much concerned about Ingrid Lindblad's performance at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. She putted probably the worst that she has putted in her entire golf career. Uh, just being honest, uh, she still struck it really, uh, really well by all indication. I think she figures it out. I just look at that top three, and to me, there's not another school that can top that. I, I know Ole Miss just won a tournament. I know Andrea Lignell played her way into that final group at the end wall. Um, but something about Garrett Runyon's team. And uh, they're also, I mean, there's a lot to prove for that squad too. And not so much at the conference championship, but the fact that you know, maybe there's some people who think they're pretenders because they have yet to make match play at the NCAA championship. I, I just think, I know South Carolina is really good. I know A&M is really scrappy, really talented. Um, and I know Mississippi State could be a good dark horse. And I haven't even mentioned Auburn, who I yeah, – I was saying don't sleep on Auburn. There's something about them. Come <laughs> the postseason, whether it's regionals or nationals. Um, but you're right. There's four, five, right. six legitimate teams. But there's there's something about what uh, M- Melissa Llewellyn, the head coach there for the Tigers, and her team does. I think Megan Schofield uh, is a really good leader. But you're right. Um pick a day and I could give you a new team and feel good about it. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't want to be a homer, Burko. Um, you know, I got you're, you covered. You're, you're all over Florida. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I can't be a homer. My wife went to Auburn as people who listen to this podcast regularly know. Um, but adding Katie Cranston at mid season, uh, she's put together some really good rounds. She's had some really high rounds as well. Um, but again, that's a, that's a new addition from when we saw them, dominate at the East Lake Cup. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't blame anyone for picking Auburn. I, I just, something about LSU. Um, and it's not just because we'll see them at regionals uh, having their crawfish boil. Um, you know, they, they, do it, they do it better than anybody else on uh, Selection Wednesday. So uh, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with LSU. Uh, wife probably won't be very happy, uh, but you know, there's, there's other chances to pick Auburn. And similar to Auburn, I really like Baylor in the big 12. I think Jay Goebbels got something there and it's gone well past their run at concession eight years ago where then when they almost won a national title, I just think he's sort of found the secret sauce, if you will. Yeah. And Rosie Belsham has kind of stepped into the role. I think that Gurleen Carr left behind. Um, she's played her way onto the Annika award watch list. Uh, Iowa state. I, I think what they did in breaking the NCAA record uh, for four fifty four holes in terms of under par. Um, I, I, I don't think that was a fluke. I, I think the Cyclones are legit. Oklahoma State, well-coached team. Uh, haven't seen enough from the from them yet. And then, uh, you know, of course, Texas. I mean, this is a team that's won four out of the last five Big 12 women's titles. Uh, Ryan Murphy knows how to get it done. Bo Park uh, is, is starting to play some really good golf. And, you know, it's they have some young pieces. So I, I, I think Texas gets it done. But I, I'm, I'm also slightly leaning toward Baylor, too, to pull off the upset. And then don't count out TCU as well. Caitlin McNabb, uh, very good player to have at the top of your lineup. Uh, they could get it done as well. Uh, from the women to the men, some uh... – Wrapping up season events in the spring for a lot of them. Calusa Pines, North Carolina wins. Vandy, would they finish fourth or fifth without Gordon Sargent? So I don't want to get too crazy that they weren't in the mix. Uh, William Mall played very well. Maybe they were trying to work his way in the top five. Um, but a good win for the Tar Heels. And you put Sargent back on there. And I still believe they're clearly the two best teams in the country. Yeah, and, and there's a few storylines too below that, but I I think it, it, you're right. It, it is it's hard to gauge is North Carolina that much better than Vanderbilt or is Vanderbilt still the team? Because again, you know Gordon Sargent didn't play. Uh, I think there is some if if you want to sound a little bit of an alarm, I think there is some concern with the way Cole Sherwood has played in his last few events. Um, it hasn't been that type of top 10 player in college golf that we're used to seeing, but he'll figure it out. William Mall is doing the same thing that he did last spring where he's catching fire. I think it's going to be very difficult uh, for Scott Limbaugh to keep a senior out of his lineup. Um, I still think Vanderbilt's the better team, but North Carolina, Ryan Burnett meddling, um, having four players in the top 10, Austin Greaser being the worst finisher at solo 16th. That's a good problem to have. Um, North Carolina might be a little closer, uh, but I, I'll still give the the benefit of the doubt to Vandy playing without their stud. But again, I mentioned a couple of storylines that kind of stood out to me with this tournament. Wake Forest finishing runner-up. Uh, I think if you would have asked me, and I think you did ask me a couple months ago, um, am I concerned about the squad even making regionals? And, and I think I said yes. And now uh, with the way Michael Brennan's played, he was T2. Uh, Andrew McLaughlin, a, a nice surprising T4. I think that's his best finish in college golf, uh, the young player there. It's a big week for Wake, and conversely, maybe not so great of a week for Texas Tech. T5, Ludwig Aberg, T4, um, but no other players in the top 20. 
Callum Scott is um, he's kind of sliding a little bit after a really great start to his sophomore season. Uh, Texas Tech might have just uh, maybe dropped a, a few spots if uh, if I was doing a power rankings right now. So and then and then ASU solid performance. I think we know we know they're really good. Uh, that would have been a good event to get down to Burko if uh, if I wasn't stuck in Augusta. Yeah, you were stuck there. Also stuck in Augusta. <laughs> pretty good men's college event. And finally, how I many did times go to that one. I, <laughs> how many times have I said if Ricky Castillo? Uh, see, I pronounced it the wrong way now. Ricky Castillo, <laughs> Yushin Lin, and Fred Biondi all played well the same week. Watch out for Florida. Well, look what happened. They all played well and they ran away and hid from the field. I think you lose your Gator Gator card uh, for mispronouncing Castillo. Yeah, no, well, you know, I'm, I'm human. <laughs> we, know, we know it's Ricky Castillo. Um, all seriousness, though, when those three play like that, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put them up against anyone. And, and I even talked to J.C. Deacon because uh, I went out to the final round, didn't go out to the DCP, instead went to Forest Hills, which, quick aside, uh, I don't know if you saw me tweet this out, um, but for people to go on my Twitter account, uh, scroll back a few days, at Forest Hills, they they put a giant golf tee. Like, this thing has to be 30 feet long, and it has the two, the years of the two national championship team titles with Josh Gregory and Patrick Reed, and then it has Brock, the 2018 to signify Brock Everett's individual title. These the strangest thing I've ever seen at a golf course. Uh, I it was I heard it was way too much money, but I mean, heck, it's it's different. I mean, no one else can say that they have that. But uh, but no. So I, I talked to JC Deacon and uh, uh, I said top three, you know, pretty pretty thing good. And uh, he says, you know, there's not a there's not a, a another team who who I would trade these three guys for for their three best players. So high praise. I mean, yeah. He's, he's their head coach. Of course, he's going to say that, but I, I really think he believes it. And I mean, Fr Fred Biondi, when, when that kid gets hot, I mean, he's, he's a top three or four player in college golf, in my opinion, Illinois uh, continuing to, to impress me. I mean, this is a team that just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I mean, they didn't make a lot of birdies in the final round, but they didn't make a lot of bogeys either. And so I think Mike Small has got to be, Got to be happy about that. Texas, some growing pains, young team. Uh, Travis Vick, you know, frankly, he's he's not playing very good golf right now. Um, and we keep saying, like, you know, he's, he's going to figure it out. He's going to figure it out. I still think he's going to figure it out. I think I talked to him for a little bit. I think he's still in a really good headspace. It's just golf. I mean, golf is hard. So, you know, I, I'm not as confident as I was that he's going to turn around. But, again, He's one of the best players in college golf. He's, he's proven that over the last three or four years. Uh, I still got hope. And if he can do that, the way Brian Stark's playing, Christian Moss has been you know, one of the best freshmen, if not the best freshman in, in the country uh, this season. Uh, Texas, Texas will be dangerous like we've seen them throughout the spring. Uh, this is just you know, a little blip on the radar. But you know, Travis Vick's got to figure it out. Um, for, for them to have a chance, I think. Gators, uh, rivals in the SEC, Tennessee, 40 under. They go low at the Mossy Oak. Uh, they're able to hold off a handful of others. But I think the victory of the week goes to Chattanooga, 30-shot win 
considering what that program's endured over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Burko, I, I've, uh, I think I tweeted this out, you know, my, my, my heart's been really, you know, heavy for their head coach, Blaine Woodruff and his wife, Katie, um, who lost her unborn child, um, you know, the, a, a day after their 40 week checkup, you know, two days before a scheduled C-section. And, um, but it, it's been, it's been, it's been tough. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't cried that hard in a while. Um, but I, I, I will say this, and I've had a chance to talk to Blaine and, um, you know, over text message. And I just told him, I mean, they've been very, very inspiring with how they've handled this. You know, I, I if, if that would have happened to me, um, and I, I, I think we talked about this, Burko, I mean, I, I would have been mad, you know, mad at the world. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, have wanted to talk to anyone and the way that they have uh, leaned into their faith and, and, you know, really been a shining example for, uh, you know, trusting God's word and, and, and God's plan. Um, you know, I, I, I know they're, they're hurting and, and, and uh, you know, I know it's, it's, you know, a lot of these recent days have been the, the worst days of their life, but I, I, I think there a lot of good's going to come out of this. And for, for those who haven't read it, you know, Blaine reached out to me and, and said that he's like, Hey, like I, I've written, you know, like 4,000 words and I, I really want to share uh, Riley Grace's story and, and, and our story. And um, I said, you know, anything you need. And yeah, he, he, he sent it to me. Um, and I, 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 I couldn't get, get through it the, uh, first time. Cause I, I, I was bawling Burko and, uh, he did a really great job. Um, probably one of the best things that I've ever read. Um, and it, 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 it really came from the heart. So I, I, I would, I would recommend any, anyone go and read that. It was really powerful. Uh, it was really inspiring. And, uh, I, I, I almost knew they were going to win. Uh, you know, Blaine, Blaine did not go. He, he, he didn't coach. He stayed back uh, to be with Katie and, and some family. But uh, I, I had a feeling they were going to win because, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's different when, you know, you're, you're a college kid, right? And a lot of those kids probably haven't faced adversity, right? I mean, did you face adversity at all in, in college? I mean, nothing like that. I didn't. I didn't. And I think, um, you know, I, 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 I just think a lot of those players, I mean, they, they just, for the first time, I mean, they were playing for someone other than themselves or, the, you know, or it, it's easy to say, you know, play for the team, but um, I, I think they really wanted to. And, and uh, I think this is going to give them a lot of confidence because they know that when they set their mind to something, they can accomplish anything. So um, really cool to see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, uh, to see what this team can do. Um, hopefully they can get into regionals. Um, and it's, it's going to be, I, I, I can't wait to see Blaine, uh, cause I just want to give him, give him a big hug, you know, and can't, can't wait to see Katie. And, uh, uh, so hopefully, hopefully they, they listen to this podcast and, I uh, just want to let them know that, you know, we're still thinking about him and we're still praying for him and, uh, uh, but yeah, they've they've been really r- really inspiring through through just a really tragic uh, you know tragic couple weeks. Can't even fathom. 
what they're dealing with. And uh, I'll echo your sentiments or thoughts. Uh, continue to be with Blaine uh, and Katie, uh, good people, good friends. Um, and we wish them all the best during these very challenging times. Uh, no real good way to segue, but the Masters does kick off tomorrow. Gordon Sargent in the field, uh, among a host of other amateurs. Uh, I think weather obviously going to be a big, big question mark looking at uh, the forecast. I'll say Gordon Sargent makes the cut. I I'd like to think in different weather conditions, I might get a little friskier with my pick uh, <laughs> with what he might do. Just pick back. him to win, Burko. Just go ahead and pick well, him to win. I, well, I, I go back to 05. Uh, after the summer of uh, Moore in 2004, what Ryan Moore did, the best amateur, very similar to what Rose Zhang did 20 years ago. Uh, and I remember he went to Augusta and I did a long walk and talk up 18 at Southern Highlands. And he almost convinced me that he was going to win. And I think he finished tied for 11th. Um, I would have had similar thoughts with Gordon and it still might happen. But again, seeing the forecast, what might become of it. Hey, if he finishes top 20, top 30, no disrespect. I think uh, the world might get a chance to see what you and I already know about him. Yeah, I, I think the goal for him is probably top 20, just because that gets him the max amount of PGA Tour U accelerated points. I think it's four. Um, but it's it's there's two kind of schools of thought on, on the poor weather. Uh, you don't know if it's going to be like 2007 where you have a short, you know, you know, kind of a shorter hitter because the greens are a little softer and, um, you know, guys hitting hybrids or long irons into certain greens, they might have a better shot of holding. Um, but then at the same time, you look at guys that can carry the ball and no one in this field, professional or amateur, can carry it further or farther than Gordon Sargent. I mean, he had a, a Burko he, into, into a par into par fours during the practice round, or at least on Monday, I was talking to him. Uh, the, the longest club he had into a par four was an eight iron. And that was on number five. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get this from, from him, but I know Rory played with him on Tuesday and Rory, Rory was texting some media members that, that, that he's close with. Um, that he would, that Gordon Sargent was the real deal, that, that he was incredible. He, he said he must've been four under on the front nine on, on Tuesday. Um, and then I also heard that Gordon hit today or, or maybe it was Monday. I think it was today that he hit uh, eight iron into number two par five uh, for a second gracious. shot. So with, with that kind of length, um, as long as he can get the putter going, which you know he's he's not a he's not a bad putter, um, but if he can get the putter going, uh, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say top twenty, and there might even be a moment early, but before the real bad weather rolls in, that we're looking at a, a similar situation as a Bryson DeChambeau, where he's around the lead early on. Um, I think obviously experience is at some point gonna catch up to him, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say top twenty for Gorda. Last but not least, who wears a green jacket, hopefully, come Sunday evening? I'm going to let you take the first crack at this one, Burko. You know, I, way... I, I fall prey every year, Rory. Plain and simple. 
Rory. It, it would be. Uh, there's it been would, a couple years that I've gotten off of it. Um, him or Shepler it would be the best story. Jumping out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I heart says Rory. In if you if you want a little bit of a flyer, Jason Day, who is playing with Gordon Sargent. That's actually an interesting grouping right there. Gordon Sargent, Jason Day, Zach Johnson. You think you think Zach is going to feel a little like inadequate with how far 70, 70 yards behind Gordon? Uh, I mean that's that's like like two two WalMarts. Um, but uh, that that that's like one and a half Bucky's uh, between Gordon Sargent and, and Zach Johnson. Uh-huh. But uh, no, Hart says Rory. Hart also says Gordon Sargent. But you know, like I said, that that's it's not going to happen. Um, but I. I I'm on Tony Finau. I think Tony right. Finau, I'll, I'll, I mean, one of the nicest guys in professional golf. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people root for him, but he has a really good record at Augusta, three top tens and five appearances. He's top three right now in strokes gain approach on the PGA Tour. I, I don't like picking chalk at the Masters. I, Scotty's an easy pick. Rory's an easy pick. John Rahm's an easy pick, although maybe not quite as easy as the first two. Uh, Justin Thomas is always a trendy pick. Spieth, I mean, Easter Sunday, that that would be perfect. But uh, he, he's I'm, what he's won the last two Easter Sundays. Yeah, so I I, I don't think he's going to make it three. Uh, hasn't right. been striking it all that well, um, at least with his irons approach play. But uh, I, I'm I'm going to go fee now, just because if he wins, I'm going to look really smart. I like it. Uh, enjoy it. I know everyone else will. I'm heading out to California over the weekend, and we'll do it uh, probably next Thursday when I get back from the Western Intercollegiate. But uh, always good uh, to catch up, my friend, and always appreciate everyone tuning in to College Golf Talk. Until we do it again next week, for Brentley, I'm Burko. Take care. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.